Outside of the fight itself, you can do just about anything in mixed martial arts and get away with it. You can say anything about your opponent, about their family, about their country. You can brawl at weigh-ins, brawl at press conferences, brawl after the fight. You can do all that stuff and most of the community will brush it off or forget about it shortly thereafter. Hell, some might even love it. One thing you can do, though, is miss weight. If you miss weight, everybody hates you. The fans, the promoters, the other fighters. It's like the only taboo in the whole entire sport besides fake glove touches, maybe. And while fighters are often remorseful and solemn when they do miss, even apologizing after a victory should it take place, today we're going to be taking a look at the fighters who just couldn't be bothered. Not only did they not make weight or even attempt it, they don't care. They don't care that they didn't try or their excuses left so much to be desired that, well, their motivation to actually do the cut was certainly questionable. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and these are 10 fighters who didn't even try to make weight. Number 10, Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor. Dana White, the UFC, and Conor McGregor had a huge problem just 10 days before what was meant to be one of the biggest cards of 2016. The Notorious didn't have an opponent. He was meant to fight Rafael Dos Anjos for the lightweight title, his chance to make history and become double champ, but the Brazilian was forced out with a broken foot, and on such short notice, there wasn't anybody high profile that wanted that left-hand smoke. Jose Aldo needed more time to prepare, Frankie Edgar had a groin injury, how about Nate Diaz? He's a fan favorite and he made that awesome callout after he beat down Michael Johnson. The problem was they were worried about the weight. 155 was out of the question. They weren't even sure Diaz could make 165. Stockton's finest had missed weight badly in the past. After a year layoff and citing injuries in camp as to why he wasn't in his best shape, Nate missed the lightweight limit coming in at 160.5 and got absolutely decimated by RDA. The solution to their problem? Connor said, let's just do it at welterweight. I'm the hottest shit in the world right now. What's the worst that could happen? And so it was done. The fight took place at 170. Everybody made weight. And of course, Nate shockingly put away the featherweight champion in the second round, leading to a rematch at 170 pounds, not because they couldn't be bothered to make weight again, but because McGregor wanted a chance to prove he could beat Diaz at 170, and he did. Number 9. Charles Oliveira vs. Ricardo Lamas while Charlie Olives may have been one of the great feel-good stories of 2021, earning the lightweight title after over a decade in the UFC, back at the Tough Latin America 3 finale in 2016, he was the feel-bad story of the whole card. Oliveira at featherweight really struggled to make weight. In fact, he missed three times previous to this event. The first two, 1.5 pounds. The second, 5 pounds. Against Ricardo Lamas on this card, 9 pounds. Yeah, Charlie Olives didn't give a fuck at featherweight. The bout would be contested at lightweight, 155 pounds, but for some reason would still be labeled as a catch, even though technically they'd hit a another class. It doesn't matter. Interestingly, Lamas and the UFC agreed that Oliveira couldn't weigh more than 160 pounds on fight night itself, or the bout would be scrapped altogether. A pretty interesting stipulation, meaning Charlie would have to go in essentially depleted purposely if he was walking around at more than 160, or basically do a second cut the day of the fight. In addition to losing 30% of his purse, Olives would get subbed in the second, just an all-around bad trip to Mexico City. The future lightweight champion's excuse for missing by an entire weight class? The altitude. Now, to be fair, Mexico is over 7,300 feet in the air with a high point over 12,000 feet. What any of that has to do with weighing in nine pounds over, I have no idea. Number eight, Tim Sylvia versus Giuliano Cuccino. While for many fans, the story of Tim Sylvia ends after he's defeated by Fedor Emelianenko at Affliction Band in 2008, the former UFC heavyweight champion would continue to fight for another five years and 13 more bouts largely on the regional circuits. And while the maniac was always a big guy, late in his career, he became considerably larger. In his second to last bout, Sylvia missed the heavyweight limit by six pounds, a bout with Tony Johnson and one that he would lose via a doctor's stoppage after the third. For what would end up being his final fight later that year, he took on Ruslan Magomedov in a super heavyweight bout, coming 
coming in at a weight of 306 pounds. Two years later, he would attempt a return to the cage for a promotion called Reality Fighting against Giuliano Cochino, but would tip the scale at 371 pounds, 65 larger than his previous bout. The commission overseeing the event required a ton of extra medicals for Tim, something they would do standard for a fighter that was 40 years old, but Silvia was only 38, his weight being the likely cause for additional testing. He would ultimately be deemed medically unfit to compete, but not because of his size. In fact, he passed his stress test. It was only the catalyst for the extra medicals, which would include an MRI, that gave the commission pause. Sylvia said they determined he'd received enough damage over 16 years. The fight was subsequently canceled, and Tim would retire. Number 7. Travis Luter vs. Anderson Silva Imagine that your career was on a decline. You had a 2-2 two two UFC record, you were back on the regional scene, and then the opportunity of a lifetime comes around. A comeback season of the ultimate fighter. The grand prize? A shot at middleweight gold against the greatest to ever do it, Anderson Silva. Could there be a better second chance story than that? Surely after fighting your way through the season and winning the finale, getting through camp, all the sweat, blood, and tears over the last nine years culminating in this one moment, surely you would make weight. I mean, who misses weight for a title fight? Besides Joel Romero? The answer is Travis Luter. By just two pounds. Two pounds away. As a result, he would be stripped of his opportunity and instead fight Silva for fun, getting caught in a triangle choke in the second round despite being the Michael Jordan of BJJ. Now, where this story makes our list is because of comments made by Luter before the fight. Travis said it was hard to get motivated to cut weight. The challenger showed up enormous, having a whole 24 pounds to cut on fight week. Shockingly, it was only four hours before weigh-ins that he realized he was in trouble, believing he was going to make weight and and then some compared to his last bout. But then he stopped sweating, and that was that. Luter admitted that the struggle to find motivation was because he'd fought six times that year, and admits that he didn't exactly eat perfectly during camp, but still believed he could make the massive 24-pound cut. Quite the flub to make when the biggest opportunity of your life is on the line. Travis said he felt like shit on fight night because he'd never cut that much weight before. I honestly feel really bad for him. Sure, he made some mistakes, but man, that's gotta be a tough one to swallow. Number 6. Mackenzie Dern vs. Amanda Cooper Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, okay, this is getting ridiculous. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. Oh, wait, you had a kid and now you're making weight consistently. I guess everything worked out. Let's talk about Mackenzie Dern. UFC 224 would mark her third miss at strawweight. The first in the big time, though. She was scheduled to fight Amanda Cooper. This was just the Jiu-Jitsu Aces' second promotional bout. With her previous weight struggles on the regional scene, many had wondered when and if there would be a major problem at the highest level, and those fears were realized when Dern stepped on the scale at 123 three pounds, eight over the limit. She was given an hour to try again, but couldn't be bothered. At the post-fight press conference when she was asked about what the hell happened, she said while she could give 10,000 excuses, it was just her diet. She needed to get her diet right. Well, at least she was honest about it, I guess. Worse though, while she said it was a mistake, she did a little whataboutism afterwards by comparing a weight miss to steroids. See, it's not that bad I missed by eight pounds. I could have taken steroids and I didn't. That's way worse. You guys should be thankful for that. Amanda Cooper was not having any of this. Calling Dern a disgrace to all professionals, and after accepting the catchweight, stating McKenzie wasn't getting out of this fight that easy. Dern would win via first round rear naked choke. Number 5. Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler Cutting weight is hard. It gets even harder when you get older. Harder still when you've been gone from the sport for seven years and you just don't give a fuck. Nick Diaz didn't seem as if he wanted to be at UFC 266 Fight Week in any capacity. He was set to rematch Robbie Lawler about 17 years in the making. It was unexpected to say the least, but Diaz had been looking good recently on social media, so fans were excited. In an interview with ESPN that could only be described as the realest shit you will ever see in your entire life, Nick let it be known that he kind of was just there because it sounded like people in his life almost made him, and that he really didn't have much choice in the 
the matter. The bout, which was a five-round non-title, the first ever to be in the feature bout slot, was meant to be contested at welterweight. But three days before the card, Diaz decided the whole weight-cutting thing wasn't gonna happen and requested that the fight be instead a middleweight bout. Lawler, who was preparing his body for 170, was annoyed, as you can imagine, but being the gamest fighter in the history of fighting, agreed to the terms, and so the bout was changed at the last minute. Everybody made weight, and the fight was insanely more than what was expected with a ridiculous output from both fighters, with a bit of a sad ending where Diaz essentially gave up in the third, unwilling to take more damage, which I certainly can't blame him for doing. Weird, weird fight all around. Number 4. Alex Oliveira vs. Will Brooks it's one thing to miss weight and then win. It's another thing entirely to miss weight, win, and then talk shit to your opponent afterwards because he was angry that you missed weight. Cowboy Oliveira came into his bout with Will Brooks at Fight Night 96, a massive underdog. Brooks was that new hotness from Bellator. He'd won his UFC debut. Fans were big hyped on him. Everything all week was going according to plan until Oliveira stepped on the scale, weighing 161.5 pounds, more than five over the limit. Now, that's definitely a lot, but these things happen. Sure, there's going to be backlash. There's going to be criticism, but we've seen these things happen. Best to just apologize and try to move on. Nope, Cowboy was having none of it. This was his first fail, and he didn't like that Brooks had some not-so-nice things to say about him missing weight after he did so. Coming into the bout with a chip on his shoulder, the overweight Oliveira would end up getting a TKO late in the third round, and afterwards gave Brooks two cornerstones of the Attitude Era. A good old DX crotch chop and a middle finger stone-cold Steve Austin style. I'm surprised he didn't dump a beer on Will afterwards. The celebration was not received well by just about anybody, as you can imagine, and was even less so when he justified it because Brooks, who was understandably upset about the weight miss, insulted him the day prior. Number 3. Jason Miller vs. Luke Barnett Once one of the most recognizable figures in all of mixed martial arts because of his super popular TV show Bully Beatdown, Jason Mayhem Miller was four years removed from the fight game battling drug addiction and a whole host of legal woes when he decided to make a return to the cage. Venator FC, an upstart promotion in Italy, would sign the former UFC fighter to a bout with tough alum Luke Barnett, the promotion's current middleweight champion. Miller's last bout was a lost to C.B. Dalloway at UFC 146. And while his late career run in the promotion left plenty to be desired, this was still a fighter that had competed in major promotions across the world and regularly made weight. He was in a dream title fight with Jacare. He fought GSP at UFC 52. He had wins over Robbie Lawler and Tim Kennedy, but this wasn't the same mayhem from before. He would weigh in 24 pounds over the middleweight limit, forcing the bout to be canceled. He blamed jet lag partially, but also said he bought a bunch of water and woke up in the morning to find that he drank it all. Miller being the main draw at Venator FC3, the promotion changed his bout to a light heavyweight one against a new opponent, Matias Yavolin. Now, Jason still missed weight. He would come in at 207, meaning he cut two pounds in total to, well, not make weight again. But that was at least something, right? Miller would be defeated in the second round via rear naked choke. He would never fight again. Number 2. Gabby Garcia versus Shinobu Kandori it is the largest missed weight in any major promotion's history. Now, I know that Ryzen and JMMA love them some freak show fights, but apparently even this one was a bit much. Gabby Garcia was already going to have a massive weight advantage over her opponent at Ryzen World Grand Prix 2017 second round. Shinobu Kandori, a pro wrestler and politician because of course she is, was only 162 pounds. Now, you don't need a scale to know that Garcia is nowhere near that. Oh, did I mention that Kandori was 53 years old as well? Because she was. Anyway, Garcia was meant to weigh in at 200 nine pounds for this particular bout. Apparently, a 47-pound difference was just totally fine with everybody involved. Gabby didn't even come close to 209, weighing in at a staggering 237. She was 28 pounds over the limit, so I guess we learned that a 75-pound advantage was more than everybody could stomach. Kandori was pissed when Garcia got off the scale, and so was Ryzen. This fight had legit bad blood. The two were meant to compete in 2016, but Shinobu was forced out with an injury, and now this highly anticipated and promoted fight was going to have to be cancelled. They asked 
asked Candori if she would be okay with a 230-pound Gabby, but Garcia, who didn't really give any reason but a vague medical issues as to why she was vastly over the limit, told the promotion that she wouldn't be making 230 either, and so the fight would be scrapped completely and would ultimately never take place. I think that was for the best, though. Number 1. Paulo Costa vs. Marvin Batori if there's one dude at middleweight who's consistently defied the idea of 185 pounds, it's Paulo Costa. One look at that dude on fight night and you would see that it made no sense whatsoever that the man was actually a middleweight. He looked like he should be fighting Francis Ngannou. But heading into his 13th fight in the UFC at Vegas 41, a main event against Marvin Vittori, the eraser had never been over the limit. He was just one of those freak anomalies that could cut all the weight in the world somehow. Then media day came around and Costa revealed that he was walking around at 211 pounds, 25 over the limit and based on his interviews, he couldn't give a single fuck. Travel or some stuff was the reason. He said he felt great, though. Wasn't even gonna try to cut down. He even said it was the UFC's idea that the fight should be moved to a catchweight because it would make for a better bout. Sure, Paulo, because they knew if they didn't, their main event would get canceled. Vittori agreed to 195. That change was made official on Thursday. Until later that Thursday, it was switched again to a light heavyweight bout because Dana hates him some catchweight fights. Get this, though, the big show-off Paulo, he came in at weigh-ins 204 points Five. Well, aren't we all impressed? Way to put in that extra effort. Costa would lose the bout via decision, and afterwards Dana White said the former middleweight title contender would have to bump up 205 permanently from now on. A big, big thank you to Ben Rosette, who provided that sweet tune you heard in the intro. Check out his music by clicking the link in the description, and go give him a follow on his Instagram and Twitter page, at Ben Rosette. Huge shout out to the legendary once and future King Tomas Welsh for editing this video together. Follow him on Instagram at BigBeatVisual. That's beat as in the band from Doug and not a forceful strike. All right, that's all I got for you. Thanks for watching. Please like, subscribe, and have a wonderful day.